Hey, this is Vicentora from Dark Fortress and Trypticon and also Root Brain, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. You sound like Morris the Great. I'm Chris. Maris, Maris the Great, by the way. Maris, Maris the Great. And I'm Chris. <laughs> and we've got Dale. Dale, say hello. Uh, hey, I'm back. <laughs> you sound- Are you going to stay with us this time? You're going to drop out halfway. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you seem so excited, Dale. Is, no, it, uh, is this, had, is this as glamorous as you thought it was going to be? <laughs> oh, oh God, it's even more so. Uh, glam all the way. <laughs> well, I don't know if we can top Maris for the day, but we're going to go ahead and get Victor on the line from Dark Fortress, and we'll see what he's got to say. Victor. Victor, you ready? I'm going to grab him. Let's see. Grab him. Yeah, that's, that's a Maris reference right there. <laughs> that guy was absolutely awesome. Oh, God. I don't even know what to say about that guy. All right, here we go. We are adding Victor. Victor! Yes, hello. Hey, how that... are you? I'm Bruce. I'm Chris. I got my so, partner Chris yeah. with me, and we've also got a uh, rabid uh-huh. listener, Dale. Say hello, Dale. Uh, hello, Dale. <laughs> hello, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing very good, and uh, finally we, we make it happen that we talk. <laughs> I know. It's been going back and forth. I've, I've had some weird things happen in, uh, in the last couple of weeks, and I had to cancel, okay. so I apologize. But we're here. Yeah, shit happens, and uh, at least we uh, we are here now. Yeah, <laughs> we are here now. You doing okay? I'm doing okay. Yeah, and you? Yeah, doing all right. What's the world like over there? Is it just as bad as it is here? Um, I don't know how it is uh, in the U.S., but I guess it's probably very similar. I think uh, we are uh, in a global shitty situation at the moment. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah. I mean, we are also basically in Bavaria in a kind of lockdown, so we're not allowed or we're not supposed to go out and meet other people un- unless we live with them. So it's uh, pretty much isolation at the moment, yeah. Yeah, so we haven't gotten to the lockdowns yet, but it's getting there. Mm, I, think, I, think, I think they probably should do it. It would stop uh, stop some of this foolishness of people gathering in big groups, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that that is already uh, not happening since a couple of days or weeks, but at least the state of Bavaria is officially in a in a lockdown since uh, Saturday. Oh, Bavaria, you got good beer. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> there are a, there are a lot of very good uh, craft breweries in the United States. I have to say though, and yeah. I I have a I have a soft spot for IPAs, and you don't really get them in Bavaria. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 could, I couldn't think of a better way to, place to be locked down than in Bavaria with Bavarian uh, beer, and you've got those great pretzels over there. You can just yeah, yeah. hang out. That, yeah. that is kind of true. I mean, honestly, yesterday um, I, I went to do, <laughs> I, I, I went shopping and I, I bought a beer because I thought, like, yeah, what am I gonna do? I'm so fucking bored, so I'm gonna right. have a beer. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big beer drinker to, to be honest. And honestly, I didn't enjoy it. It was just boring. <laughs> so I thought it's like, probably gonna be the only beer <laughs> in quite a while now. Yeah, Chris, 
Chris is never bored with fear, in case you don't know. No, no. <laughs> okay. No. If you saw the stash, some people are hoarding toilet paper. I'm hoarding beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for example, I heard in, 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 in France, they're actually hoarding uh, red wine and um, condoms. I don't know if that is right, but I think <laughs> different countries have different priorities. And I think I it's better to hoard that stuff than uh, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like talk, talking about beer, I live in the St. Louis, uh, Missouri area, and we've been ranked the number one beer city in the United States. St. Louis, really? Okay. Isn't that where uh, like Budweiser and all of them are from too, like the originals? I live literally about 10 miles from the original Budweiser Anheuser-Busch Brewery. Wow, nice. Oh, okay. Well, there we Have go. Have you ever had... Have you ever had the the real Czech Budweiser? That's a good uh, one. Yes, I have. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Didn't, didn't Budweiser get sued by the Czechs for that? Uh, yes, they did. <laughs> they probably settled out of court. I don't know if they won or lost or what the deal was, but yes, they did. <laughs> well, ob obviously, both uh, both uh, companies still exist, so I guess they found some kind of arrangement for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about beer, so let's no, talk. About, no, let's no. talk about Dark Fortress for a little bit. What are you yeah, guys? Uh, what are you guys working on? And what have you been about? Yeah, what are you guys working on? And what have you been up to? Well, I mean, we've been working on a new album that has been released a couple of weeks ago, but that's kind of obvious to say. Right. Well, and I mean, of course, like recently we haven't been able to work on anything. Uh, the thing is, um, we were supposed to do some release shows starting the day after tomorrow. Oh, man. So we've been, yeah, yeah. We've been rehearsing at the end of February and, and starting to get into, yeah, starting to get prepared for the for those shows. And now, of course, they are canceled. That was uh, kind of a disappointment and a setback because we haven't been uh, very active at all when it comes to, to playing lives. Like the whole last year of 2019, we played on one single festival and that's it. For the rest of the year, we only focused on recording the album. And we, we, we put a lot of effort into planning ahead. So we have all these nice shows laid out for 2020. And now it seems that a lot of stuff isn't happening. And now, of course, everyone's uh, hands are tied and yeah, nothing is happening yeah I, I, oh, oh, I was just gonna say i actually have two concerts that i already have tickets for that have been postponed and then mm -hmm. two more that probably will be mm -hmm. which How concerts if i may ask uh the two that have been officially postponed are uh nathaniel ratliff which is not metal at all mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in fact he's he's an artist that i really do love more of a folk kind of deal and uh <laughs> sorry it's just so opposite from dark fortress <laughs> yeah. well but the other one that's been officially postponed is a local st louis area rush tribute band that was doing a benefit for mm -hmm. a cancer ward in a hospital in st louis but nice. the two other ones, next week I'm supposed to go see um, the Reverend Horton Heat. Mm -hmm. And then on April 13th, I'm supposed to go see Volbeat and Clutch. In uh -huh. Probably so also not happening, huh? Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. So, Victor, are you guys thinking about or have you already thought about ways to bridge this new kind of 
I guess world we're living in and get interact with your fans since there's no live shows? Um, we haven't put that much thought into that. The thing is also that we are not living uh, in one spot. Um, we are we are kind of spread over half Europe. Um, our drummer and our vocalist live in the Netherlands, and our keyboarder he lives in Norway. <laughs> and the thing is, even that, the thing is, um, he's also um, working as light tech. So he was just on tour with Obscura. And the thing is, just when he just when he came home back to Norway, he was put under under a quarantine because everybody that was um, <clears throat> yeah that lives in Norway and was outside of Norway at that time had to go under a, under a quarantine. So I mean, I know I've, I've noticed that a couple of bands, for example, do um, shows that they are just streaming. Yeah, but that means that the people have to be able to get together to one place and there is no chance for dark fortress to get to get us at one place at the moment it would yeah it's just not possible because of all all the travel restrictions so yeah there's not much that we can really do to be honest i mean at least i'm sitting here and doing some interviews so yeah um showing that we are alive but um we are pretty much limited to that i was just listening to the new the new track uh i don't know how to say it pally ike Pali Aike. Pali Aika. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, uh, when it comes to other languages, I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. Yeah. I'm totally. Ah, okay. But, um, I found it that you guys are really bridging. And I know that you've done this for a while, but you really bridge the melodic and the heavy together in a really, really kind of like it almost reminded me of like a modern Sabbath with more aggressive vocals. Aha. Interesting. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, um, it's 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 uh, that's of course one of our things that we that we try to combine the the, the heaviness and the rawness with some certain um, melodic aspects. And yeah, um, good to hear that we succeed. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, you guys are coming up on like twenty four years as a band, oh, as a band now. So um, actually, like officially it's even 26 because the band officially started in 1994 oh wow yeah yeah so we are turning 26 this year even though i mean the thing is um the band was founded by by asvarger our second guitar player and he's the only uh remaining guy from that oh wow era but nevertheless still um like our drummer and me we are in the band since early 2001 so it's also um 19 years now. How are you? Yeah, how are you so that's a long time. If, if we go back a few months or, you know, <laughs> when people could actually go see shows, how has your audience changed over the time since, since you've joined the band? Oh, well, I mean, the first show we had was somewhere in summer 2001. And of course, we were still like a, a relatively small underground black metal band. I mean, we're still a relatively small underground <laughs> black metal band. <laughs> but uh, at least we didn't give any online interviews with uh, US American magazines or podcasts or something at that time. So we had right. some progress. <laughs> so how did the, the crowds change? That's a good question. I don't know if they changed so much, to be honest. I mean, of course, back in the day, we, we played more in front of typical black metal crowds and most shows were were taking place in germany and in germany we have a little bit that cliche that that a german black metal crowd is that kind of crowd that is just standing uh there and have their their arms in front of their chest and just have a grumpy (laughs) face not really um showing uh that they're into it but um 
Sometimes that has been the case in those days, but that's not so much the case anymore. And it's also that we are, yeah, in the recent years, we haven't played many shows and then we, we've played on, 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 on big festivals instead. And that can be amazing, of course. But honestly, I don't know if the crowds itself changed so much. So are you finding, are you finding that the crowds are like multi-generational though? Like kids, I mean, parents bringing their kids after there's so many length of time? No, not so much. I think that that's actually one of the things that is worrying or bothering me a little bit about the contemporary metal scene that I that I um, that I'm afraid that it loses a little bit the relevance for kids. I don't see much kids at our um, at our concerts, and like generally in, at at metal shows, um, most people are over thirty or forty nowadays. Oh wow! Um, I don't know if it, if this is the case in the, in the U.S., but um, I have the feeling that. Like, for example, I have a nephew, he's 19 years old, and in his age group, um, I'm worried that there's not so much relevance nowadays for, for metal bands. Uh, I don't know why, but... Yeah, I know my son is, uh, well, both of my sons, I've got a 17-year-old and a 23, mm-hmm. and they're not... I mean, I brought them up the right way, I thought they were... <laughs> <laughs> they were force-fed yeah, yeah. metal from the beginning, but... Uh, neither one of them is a metalhead. One, the older one likes more of that folky stuff, and the younger one is totally into that electronic dance music. And yeah, I yeah. always hard time they strayed from the path, but nothing I can yeah. do about it. But, but the thing is also, when I was growing up, um, not that it was mainly about that, but metal used to be um, a rebellion or an act of rebellion, and it had some certain danger. And it's not so very rebellious anymore to listen to metal. I have the feeling, and for a lot of yeah, and for a lot of kids, it's also still they 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 they. I, I also I'm, I'm I'm not even sure if nowadays um, the 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 eighteen twenty years old are so very much rebellious and and try to be super individualistic. I have the feeling that this new generation they they rather try to fit in and and kind of um, have like this unified um, scene and it's not so divided into certain scenes anymore. Interesting. I never really that's thought my, of it. That's my per- yeah, that's my, but that's my perception, to be honest. Yeah, no, it, it, I never really it. thought of it that way until you said that. So, hmm? And I guess with social media, it's changed the way people kind of get music, you know? Like before yeah. it was, you'd go to your friend's house and you'd be like, oh, check out this new band. And then you'd be like, oh my God, I love it. Or, yeah, or you know, when, 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 when we yeah. were kids in the 90s, we, I don't know, it, it was not, I mean, it, for me, it was about the music, but it was one aspect was also that you wanted to be different from oh, yeah. from the regular people and i don't know if this is so much the case nowadays um i have the feeling that most kids they don't want to be different they they uh, they are afraid of being different they just want to they want to fit in and maybe that's a reason why uh, extreme metal doesn't have such a big relevance nowadays for this kind of generation yeah i think you're right yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, very well could be. I mean, I remember a few years ago going to see Iron Maiden and I mm-hmm. was in line behind a guy who was taking his daughter to her first ever concert and mm-hmm. it was Iron Maiden. Hmm. And she was probably about six years old. Yeah, oh, wow. parent, parent, parenting the right way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I kind of get that. I think social media maybe has changed how... Yeah. We receive music and perceive everything. 
Hard. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Okay, so this is a weird time because you you did you just release a record like a few weeks ago, right? A few weeks ago, I think it was officially released on 28th of February, but in the United States, it got postponed by two weeks, at least the physical release, because there was some problem with the with the CD pressing, so they had to move it by two weeks. So I think uh, in in the States, it's out since. 10 days. Yeah, yeah. So, so right in the middle new. of all of this. Right in the middle of all this. How, how, yeah. how, was, that must have felt kind of like a gut punch in a way, you know, like. <laughs> well, I mean, at least, at least the release on the, uh, on the 28th of February, it, it still felt it was right before everything hit and not right in the middle. I mean, now, of course, the, the, the release shows, they get all fucked up and, and everything. But at least the album release and the promotion of the album still got all the proper attention it deserved. And I, I think also that, that Sentry Media did a great job this time. And for example, for the first time in our career, we, we even made it to the, to the German album charts. Oh, wow. the top four. Yeah, yeah, on number 39. That's something that has never happened before. So oh. I think a lot of things actually worked very well for us. And I'm not complaining. And now that this whole shitty situation um, is happening, that is something that is hitting everybody. That's not an exclusive problem of, of Dark Fortress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a problem that, that the whole world is facing now. And we are, we are no exception. And maybe it's not even... Like for the band, what, what what can people do now when they're all sitting at home and are locked out? So you, you watch some shows on TV. I think probably Netflix is having a good time at the moment. Yeah. And probably people <laughs> people just sit on their computers, um, are on social media, and listen to music. So yeah, it's maybe not even the worst timing to have that album out right now because now people have the time to actually listen to it because there's nothing better to do. Good point. Yeah. Really good yeah. point. But on the flip side, too, I don't know that, and I'm not being Debbie Downer or being negative, <laughs> I don't know that that if you're sitting in a living room full of people that that extreme music is uh, not going to drive everybody else out of the room, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I love but it anyway. when somebody says, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but oh, whatever. That, that's almost like somebody yeah, saying, the inevitable but. That, that's oh, a, that's almost out. like someone saying saying to you, I'm not trying to be rude here, oh, but shut up. it's <laughs> but nothing like it. It's nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever my wife ends a sentence with "but," I run. <laughs> Chris, you got anything else? I don't, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. It has Dale? You got anything else? Uh, not at the moment, but, um, I'm sure I'll probably think of a thousand things in that's about an hour. That's the way okay. it always works. So hold on a second. I got to go back because I consider myself, a an old school metalhead. I had no idea you were part of Trypticon as well. Yeah. I kind of got oh. that too. I'm like, really? Oh, that should be part of your <laughs> research without. That should have been part of like my a, research. Like I didn't see that at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in Tripticon since Tripticon is. I, I even played live guitar in Celtic Frost in, in 2007. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Oh, I remember I saw uh, Celtic Frost open up for Typo Negative on Typo Negative last tour. Exactly, I played on that tour. That was uh, <laughs> a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So apparently, uh, I guess we were in the same room. 
<laughs> yeah. That Which doesn't sound you? creepy at all, Dale. <laughs> no. <laughs> Victor, I would run if I was you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I think there's still a whole ocean between us, so it's it's fine. I, I <laughs> yeah, <think you're> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's no planes flying, so you should be safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At which show have you been, uh, if I may ask? Uh, it was um, in uh, Sauge, Illinois. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. At, at Pops. Oh, fuck, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I literally live about maybe a 10-minute drive from there. Yeah, I have... <laughs> I have some good memories or also some bad memories about that show. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to take you away from the Dark Fortress stuff, but when you mentioned that, I had no idea that that was a connection. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what the problem is? I let Chris do the research for this show and he <laughs> dropped the ball. Oh, please. <laughs> please. Chris is in charge of all the research, and he definitely dropped the ball on this. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no problem. No, now you know. And I, I think that Tripticon is getting enough attention, anyways. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. Are, yeah, yeah. We are releasing that uh, that Requiem in May, and I think yeah, there will I be a lot that. of press. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I know uh, times are difficult, and uh, yeah. stay safe and be well, my friend. You too. Thank you very much for the for the talk. No worries. Have a good day. Later. Have a good day, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>